From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 161 for the week of July 4th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell. I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Mary Jo checks out nearby RV parks, and we help our special guest John Thompson plan his Southern California vacation. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Board Start of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hey, I'm back. Hey, birthday, America. Oh, Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Global Hygiene Revolution is back. Nice. Tony's yes. here. You're right, Global global Hygiene Revolution. <laughs> I forgot about that. We need to make shirts, Michael, Global Hygiene Revolution. <laughs> we need nice. to. And then they could be caricatures of all of us, like, in the band. Nice. Yes. You know, I almost did all the char- little caricatures of all of us for Monsters University, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, yeah. uh, well, you know, I finished and furbed us all, except you for did. my. Did except I do you, what? Michael? I, I, I was in something, and I looked. Yeah. Dorky. Yeah. And that's so you deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> but happy birthday! Happy Fourth of July, everybody! It definitely. Happy Fourth of July. It's 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 been a warm week here in Fresno. Above, oh, down like, here too. Down oh. there too. Crazy oh hundreds. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is here. It's, We've been it's, pushing 110, yeah. been like 106, 108. Yeah, 11, 111, 111, 109. Yeah. Well, you know what's that's weird because in my house it's like 70, 70. 70. <laughs> nice. I, the weather's nice. really not bothering me so much inside. Downstairs it's like 90, and upstairs oh. it's like 72. Yeah. <laughs> well, last Sunday I was in downtown. I went to the Dodger game and. It was ninety something degrees, but luckily we were in the shade, so and the Dodgers won, so it was well worth it. Ooh, I mean, oh, I'm happy for hey. you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, any housekeeping? I'll be at the parks later today. Yay! I'm um, gonna watch the flag retreat. One thing that's that's uh, I've put, I put on the boards, but I, I got an email that the Character Depot in Fullerton is closing. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. yeah, I got an email on that too. Yeah. So, but I, I, somebody had talked to one of the other outlets of the character depot, and they said it may be a few months that there's still stuff in the warehouse that they're bringing out. But things may be on sale, so you know. And and like we've been warning people, it's not as much Disney stuff as it used to be, but it still may be worth the drive to Fullerton to Halloween check it 2008. Out. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, Get yeah. your popcorn buckets. Um, <laughs> year of a Million Dreams. Uh, yeah, popcorn buckets, and they still, every once in a while, you still have... 50th anniversary years. Still have 50th anniversary years, yes, they still have those. So, um, also, I saw that the they finally changed over, the Dis- the Disney Gallery is no more, and yep. the Disney Anna Store is, has fully taken over that space, which is kind of sad. Have they opened up the back yet, Tom? Because the last time I was there, the back was still. Um, the pictures off. I saw, I, it looks like everything's open, yeah. But then they also have a, a a display next door. 
they're using part of the the Mr. Lincoln area for uh, tiki tiki room display. So that's going to basically be the Disney Gallery, the yeah. lobby of the Opera House. Yep, lobby of the yeah, Opera House. Yeah, that's what I. That was the rumor. Yeah. Okay. Well, so at least the gal- at least the gallery is not gone. It's just sort of moved. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, but it was nice having the gallery in there. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was kind of small space. They probably do more now that they're if they're using more of the lobby there. But I think more people will see it too, because or maybe more people will go into Lincoln when they go see the gallery. So yeah, that'd be good. More people need to experience that show, even though they did hybridize it a little too much for my taste with the American Adventure. <laughs> Not bitter. Okay. Hey, well, you know they did. You gotta admit they put in the it's, the two brothers song. Oh, I hate that song. It's better than the haircut every time. The oh yeah, better than the haircut. Oh, next to your ears. Dreadful. I loved how I always made the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Nice. Anybody else have housekeeping? Come on, we we, we usually have, a, have tons. I have an observation. Okay, observation. A few weeks ago, I went and saw Mickey and the Magical Map yes. and enjoyed it. But, you know, I, I understand that they've relaxed the grooming requirements and fine, although the guy standing in the, the cast member of the Tiki Room looked more like a derelict in his scruffy little beard. But <laughs> otherwise, um, the thing is, did they? when did they allow visible tattoos in... If, for cast members, oh, because when really? I was, yeah, when I was watching Mickey and the Magical Map, you know the Jungle Book scene where the um, the male dancers are just wearing their vests, and they need to improve their lip syncing skills too. There was one, <laughs> that, you know, they're just wearing vests, so they're sort of some of them are semi bare chested, but they're sleeveless. You mean, the hot, you mean the hot guy with the mohawk? I didn't see him. But oh. there's one. Yeah, I think he had a tattoo. But there's one fellow that had a tattoo going from the whole length of his forearm, and it was some sort of words. Maybe it was and a I thought, jungle tattoo. Yeah, well, I don't know what it was, but I just thought, you know, okay, that's relaxing standards too much. So. Well, um, was he one of the drummer guys, or was he one? He of was the... one of the dancers. Okay. He was in the chorus, hmm. and he wasn't there when I saw it again the next day. But it just may have been, you know, it was just his schedule. Is it? Is such. it? I don't know. Maybe because it's performance rather than, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was bad form. Yeah. That's, well, that's just was, my observation. I was going to say, isn't there in that sequence a um, somebody who does? No, it's the roller coaster ride. They do the the tort. Don't they do? Um, Am I just making Nancy's this never up? seen the show. Okay. No, I saw it, and there's one sequence where they have the guy doing the Hawaiian, um, you know, about, like, like the, the torch acrobatics? spinning. Well, no, there no, was there's no torch spinning. <sighs> okay, no torch spinning. it was a dance thing, but it, it was kind of like they do in in the Samoan luau's with the fire. No, there was the, no fire. The, the, the girls, lady, have, the girls the, have those something on strings. Well, no, that's the poi balls. Yeah. Those are okay, those are called poi balls. But there's right, no right. fire or torch or anything. The guys okay. are jumping through the. I just remember the, some guy coming out and doing a special specific dance style that was very Pacific Islander. That was the Tahitian Terrace next to the. I'm trying to figure out what this has to do with what I just. No, no. Okay, 
if you're culturally a dancer, I mean, if you're culturally, culturally from some Pacific Island, um, cultures, there's a style of tattooing that is part of the culture that they can't change in you, within you. And <laughs> this guy was probably culturally from Glendale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with some possible explanation that this would there, be. There is no explanation. Anyway, Fine. that, that was way. it. All right, anybody else? Don't forget, chat nights, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, send us any questions or feedback, email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. If you want to catch some of our older shows or see links to anything we talk about here, that would be at disunplugged.com. And I don't think I have anything else. Anyone else? Anyone? Go once, twice. All right, over to Tony with the news. Okay. Horse time. Disneyland horse, horse, got, horse time. Okay. Horse yeah. time. Did like that hammer song. Stop. Horse time. Okay. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm, I've got this visual of Tony scrambling yeah. side to side. <laughs> well, I want to see him in his parachute pants. I can totally do that. I'm just saying. I can do the typewriter. I've seen the him do man. the. I've seen him in the 80s dancing. That's right. Over in the ships. This so. was all a setup so you guys could talk about me dancing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> rap, yeah. <laughs> a third. <laughs> <laughs> what does it have to do with the horse? Okay. It was because I said horse time. Okay. And then I went down my stoop, my my crazy road. This is an a, interesting story, you know. Yes. Just hush a thirteen. Yes, a thirteen-year-old girl would, was injured at Disneyland after a buggy horse was startled. Officials said. Anaheim Fire and Rescue authorities received a report of the injury around 9:37 a.m. on a recent day. Fire Marshal Jeff Lutz said, The horse, which was in training to be a buggy horse with three trainers, became startled for an unknown reason on Main Street, USA, and became loose from its reins for a matter of seconds, a Disneyland official said. Authorities said while the horse was loose, it hit the girl, causing minor injuries, and she was taken to a hospital. That's not enough information. I'm really interested. Okay, you want you you want more information on this? I actually know an eyewitness to the scene, and she said it happened. Um, it was right as two trolleys were crossing in the middle of Main Street, right in that pass section before the tracks come back to one. It, the horse was not attached to the trolley itself. Yeah. But was um, had two handlers on either side, and it was one of the big Percherons. So, I mean, this is a big old draft horse we're talking about. And it reared up and just bolted out of the trainer's grasps. Um, that's what they mean by breaking free of the reins. Um, and it was quicker than anything. The woman was fairly near. She said that um, she said that the horse basically bolted straight into the woman with enough force to knock it down as well. Oh, my gosh. The horse fell over. She fell over. The horse got up and immediately took a run around the corner of the camera shop toward the red wagon and jumped into uh, behind one of the little fences to be on one of the grassy areas right there by first date. And that's where they finally corralled it, got it and took it off stage through the little door there. Um, the woman was able to get up and moved, you know, started going over towards first aid and then fell again. So they had her laid out because she was just so concussed. 
um, that they laid her out in front of the camera shop. Um, first aid came right over, brought an IV and stuff. And uh, they and she said cast members came out of the woodwork like boom. It was too fast for anybody to get photos or video of the situation. And cast members came out of the woodwork to usher people around with the two finger point this way. Now, this when way. did this happen again? This happened Tuesday morning. Oh my gosh! Now, and it was say- earlier in the day. Week ago, week ago Tuesday. Yeah. When they say buggy horse, because I've not seen the old horse trolley buggy since I was a little boy, so they trolley they're talking horse. about the trolleys. Okay. Yeah. And the, like I said, they were trying. From what she told me, she could see they were trying to get it comfortable with the concept of another trolley passing it. And this was early in the morning, you know, earlier in the day, like within an hour or two after park opening. Well, then that's when they, because they, they normally yeah. stop the trolleys when it gets yeah. too busy. So. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, there you go. Cool. Poor gal. I, uh, didn't, I, I didn't know that they stopped the trolleys when it gets busy. Yeah, later in the afternoon, yeah. they'll, they'll stop the trolleys. Yeah. Well, it also depends on when the parade is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah they, well, that makes sense. They stopped the Main Street vehicles as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And back to the news. Well, we, Yes, and we will not be joking with this story. A 45-year-old Disneyland employee pleaded not guilty at West Justice Center to charges of sexually assaulting an underage female relative and possessing child pornography. Brian William Anast of Corona is charged with four felony counts of aggravated sexual assault of a child and one felony count of child pornography possession and faces a sentencing enhancement of forcible sex crimes. Anasta is accused of sexually assaulting his female relative between November 2nd, 1997 and November 1st, 2000. I won't give you any more details. The relative told the Orange County Sheriff's Department in May that she had been assaulted by Anast. Anast was arrested at Disneyland while, where he worked as a machinist fixing rides, officials said. Investigators said they found multiple child pornography videos on his computer storage device during a search of his home. He is being held in lieu of $1 million bail and faces a maximum of 63 years to life in prison if he is convicted. And he will also be required to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. So I'm assuming he's no longer going to be working at Disneyland, and I think it's crazy they arrested him at Disneyland. Well, but you said he works backstage, though, so... But still... You know, sometimes you can only catch people where they work. I know, I just hate the story. It's disgusting, and I... The yeah. fact that he was actually working at Disneyland, where there's kids, like, that's yeah. just, I, that. But again, you like know? you said, he's a machinist, he works on the back, he didn't have. You're no, right, he didn't have. Disney said he had no contact yeah, with, with, the, the, yeah. with the guests. But it's just, it's, uh. But yeah, you, but you're right, Tony, people like that are drawn to places where children congregate. Yes. So. so. And unfortunately, that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Okay, well, m- more information about the D23 Expo is is being released every few days. Just keeps and coming on, keeps on it, coming. It does. Keep looking at that website. The exciting thing is the theme this year really is the 60 years of Imagineering. And the Expo is August 9th to the 11th. Recently, the um, Imagineering released some of the events that they are going to be um, 
in charge of and what they're going to be offering at the D23 Expo. What they're really going to be focused on is looking at the creative processes of Imagineering. Um, what you're going to be able to look at, you're going to um, see the creative minds of ride engineers, model builders, pre-visualization artists, special effects designers, inventors, and show animators, and they're going to share their skills and talents behind Imagineering's creative processes. Um, also, they're going to be honoring Herb Ryman um, by looking at some of his concept art for the parks. Um, he's going to have his original drawing of Disneyland will be there. Um, also, Imagineering is going to have several um, panel discussions, such as the Art and Artistry of Alani, which is going to be one of the panel um, uh, members is going to be Joe Rohde, which will be really exciting. Um, if any of you have seen on YouTube the Mystic Manor video um, of, you know, the latest incarnation of the Haunted Mansion in Hong Kong Disneyland, there's going to be a panel called Mayhem, Mischief, and Monkeys, the Magic of um, Mystic Manor. And if you so cool. look at look for the YouTube video of that, that is an incredible attraction. Um, Tony Baxter is going to be leading a panel discussion in Undiscovered Disneyland, which he did in the expo two years ago. He had personal slides and photos. These are, this is going to be all new, um, from his collection. He's going to look at, he's going to be showing, um, never before seen footage of the early days of Disneyland from design and construction through opening day. There's going to be, uh, music called Broadcast from Buena Vista Street. And there'll be a panel discussion led by Imagineers on that. Disney ambassadors are going to do a panel discussion on sharing insights on on what it means to um, to the importance of sharing Disney goodwill around the world. Back by popular demand is the voices of Disney parks. It's going to be famous um, Disney voices that are going to gather and talk about um, their careers and sort of recreate their most unforgettable Disney Park sayings. And Charles Charles Phoenix, who I just saw a few weeks ago at the Disney Family Museum, he's hilarious. He he's going to um share some of his favorite images from around Disney and he shows you know these retro slides that he gets from estate sales and garage sales and and that people give him and then he provides the most hilarious narration i was just thinking someday somebody will be in the audience who is in one of these slides <laughs> and they're going to they're going to probably throw something at him and um so that's exciting um parks and resorts also has uh, announced a few things that they're offering. They said that they are not going to make any announcements, though, about future attractions. Um, but, you know, that could change, I suppose. They're really going to be focused on Imagineering as well. So, and right now what I'm hearing is they're not going to do the big presentation we've come to expect. A lot of the information they're going to share is going to be through panel discussions. Um, some of the panels include uh, that they're doing is working with Walt, leading a legacy, the craft of creativity, the DNA of interventions, and leave them laughing. And the, it looks like the big day for Imagineering is Sunday, um, August 11th, where all the um, majority of the Imagineering panel discussions are going to be held. 
Um, you probably remember that one of the huge complaints were the huge lines, and they're trying to combat that um, this time. We, we're all familiar with FastPass. They're going to be offering something this year called Stage Pass. And what Stage Pass is, is that it's going to be a ticket, and everybody can hold one Stage Pass ticket at a time on every day of Imagine of um, the expo, and that is you have you want to determine which panel do you really want to go to, and you you proceed to stages twenty two or twenty three or twenty eight, and get in line and you get your stage pass for the panel that you want to get into in the morning for all of the morning panels that end you know at twelve thirty, and you have to get into the line and get those stage passes though before eleven in the morning, and then um, and and you can start lining up for your stage pass you know in the morning. Um, the I think the ticket distribution area is between halls A and B on the show floor, um, and then you after twelve thirty. You can go and get another stage pass for one of the afternoon um, panels, and this way they're going to try to combat the the standing in lines because you're going to have your stage pass that will guarantee you a seat. Now people do have to show up 15 minutes early who have a stage pass, and if you're not there 15 minutes early, there will be standby lines so you can get in line and hope for the best and so once they seat the people with stage passes if there's any available seats they'll start letting the standby folks in but the stage pass is good only for folks only for the panels in stages 23 and 28 they're not good for the big arena shows like the disney legends um the studio presentation things like that um what they are going to do, though, because you might remember, people stood in line for those, and they didn't know they were closed out of those arena shows until the actual shows began. So they're going to just—they're supposed to be distributing wristbands so that you will know if you're able to get into the arena show or not. Um, also, the good thing about the stage passes, one person can go and get stage passes for their whole party, sort of like FastPass. So as long as one person can gather all of your D23 Expo tickets for the people in your party and go and get a stage pass for every member. But um, I would just recommend that have a second choice. You know, if you're going to get the stage pass, if your first choice is shut down, you know, it's closed because it's full, have an idea of a second stage pass that you want to get for that session. Okay, so... It sounds like they're really trying to work things out this year for the D23 Expo, so I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm look. I hope we get to see a lot of dizzers there. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Nice. You're welcome. Uh, Mary Jo. Well, the limited time magic continues at the Disneyland Resort with the 58th anniversary presentations for Disneyland pass holders. As you know, um, July 17th this month, Disneyland turns 58 years old. So. They're going to be having some presentations should have cake to cake. celebrate. <laughs> they did that one year. Everywhere we walked, there was all the cake you could eat. That was throughout the 50th, the wasn't it? Um, that was the 40th also oh, okay. that they did that. 50th but was cupcakes, sorry. Yeah, yeah but didn't yeah. they only make a certain number? No, that was Disney World. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Disneyland had it throughout the day. They yeah, never ran yeah, out of cake. Yeah, they never ran out. And we could eat it too, so we grabbed it. In. Yes. Anyway, I'm so... Sorry, um, go ahead. Uh, they're going to be having um, videos and historic photos showing in 
the Main Street Opera House. Um, they'll be shown twice, 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. On July 9th, they're going to be showing Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. July 16th, they're going to show Main Street in the overview. And um, pass holders can begin registering in person at noon each day, and pass holders can only attend one event each week. So they, they've already had one, but this is just continue. They have two more coming up. So I think that's a neat thing to go see. Yep. And isn't it uh, Stacia Martin's hosting it? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah Stacia Martin yeah. will be um, hosting she's, this. She's so. a familiar name to some some people. I, yeah, I think I saw her one time at a presentation. She was really yeah. good. She, I, I think she's done some of the some some of the backstage ABD backstage magic. Yeah, backstage magic yeah. things. Because she, she's an artist, she does some of the drawings. Yeah, I think she was up with uh, Don Hahn when we watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas okay. 4D at El Capitan Theater. Nice. Thank you, Mary Jo. Uh, all right, my rapid fire is about Mickey's Halloween party. The, the yeah, which has such fun. The dates have been released for this year's party. Uh, they are, it starts September 27th and then goes October 1st, 4th, 8th, 11th, 15th, 18th, 21, 23, 25, 28, 30, and 31. Yeah, those are all on the website. Anyway, um, the, no details other than that is released. Uh, tickets go on sale for annual pass holders and other people who can get discounts on July 8th. Tickets to the general public on July 15th. The other change this year is the what typically is the Buzz Lightyear party in Tomorrowland. This year will be a Monsters University party in Tomorrowland. So, like I That's said, that's exciting. Yeah, um, and I think there's a f- couple extra days this year. They've expanded it to 13 days instead of I don't know, like 10 or something last year. So, uh, like I said, no pricing's out there, but it should be a fun time. Yay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nancy. Okay. So now that we've entered July, some of you are probably going to be looking for some great um, activities to do if you're in the L.A. area. So um, just a list of a few things that are happening. Um, besides all the 4th of July events that are taking place today and this weekend, um, We've got L.A. Black Gay Pride Week. By the way, congratulations to all of our friends who have legalities now. Um, L.A. Black Gay Pride Week. Yes, and it'll be this weekend. That's Um, very specific. specific, It is, isn't it? Um, Well, I know, I know the, I know, I know the three. It's a parade for like my these three people. I they're like friends. (laughs) (laughs) Now. One of the cool LA Black one, Gay Pride left handed. Is, is there like a different week for every every? Well, you know, day? as I'm about to say, the Asian and Pacific Island culturals uh, cultures um, have a really cool festival um, next weekend called the Lotus Festival at Echo Park Lake, and that celebrates the um, the amazing quantity of lotuses that are on that lake, and that's their blooming period. So you. T- really fun time, food, culture, um, dancing, um, just a really great time. The Lotus Festival is one of the biggest summer festivals up in that area. There's Bastille Day in West Hollywood. The Malibu Art Festival also is going on. We've already talked about the OC Fair, the Orange County Fair. 
Um, the Sawdust Art Festival is also on, and that's through both July and August, as well as Pageant of the Masters. Mary Jo's mentioned those numerous times. Um, there's a big mariachi festival at Mariachi Plaza in East L.A. Um, if you're a surf fan, Huntington Beach is hosting the Honda U.S. Open. Um, there's the Southern California Indian Center powwow in Garden Grove, which is not very far at all from Disneyland. And there's a huge surf festival end of July um, through the beginning of August in Redondo, Manhattan, and Hermosa Beaches. So there are some interesting and fun things you might do see take part in in the L.A. area this month. Excellent. Thank you, Nancy. Tony. Okay, I'm going to go with knots. And okay. I know we have a lot of teachers that listen, and even if we don't have a lot of teachers that listen, and we have a lot of we have parents of students, if you're in California, fourth grade, do we know what we do for what fourth graders always have to usually make or do a, a project on? Missions? Tom, missions, right. yes. And historic, yeah. and. That's what um, I have to look forward to this year, okay. Yes. Um, now of course being an ed tech guy, I'd like to see it more as a digital project, but it seems to always <laughs> be the parent building the actual mission. Styrofoam, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyways, in 1956, the first nine of 21 total scale models arrived in Ottsbury Farm for display, and it has been over 15 years since the entire line of missions graced Knott'sbury Farm. So Knott's very own Ghost Town Woodcarver has been busy restoring and recreating the original California Missions replicas. The project will be ongoing, and the restoration efforts will take place on the west side of the toy barn. Come see one of Knott's very talented artists in Ghost Town as he carefully restores each mission one at a time. So I think once those, especially once those are all done, it would be a great way to take your kids there and then get to basically see them all without going all over California. And again, one thing that um, Knott's is very they're really good at the whole history of California and the old west and stuff and I just think that that's a I thought it was it was kind of a little side thing but nice that was interesting so cool hey Mary Jo aren't you gonna you're planning a mission trip too aren't you no wasn't that something you talked about never mind yeah I'm I'm actually gonna be going <laughs> to San Juan Capistrano and uh, the San Fernando mission and the San Diego mission cool. Yes. So listen, listen for that upcoming. Yes. Um, time that. Thank you for rapid fires. Time for thread of the week, Mary Jo. Back to you. This week I chose Disneyland for grown-ups, and this comes from Kanga Mama, um, and she puts, "I'm going to Disneyland Resort for a dapper day in September with a friend. We're leaving our kids at home with our husbands. I've never been without my kids, and I'm wondering if there are any fun things to do that I might not have thought about." doing previously because I was there with my kids. Trader Sam's is on the list already, of course. So so we know she has her priorities set, right? So um, she's getting some different uh, recommendations of things to, to do without the children. We have some upcoming episodes that we're going to be talking to, to John about, he and, and Kirk, what they can do. But the thread, I think, is a really good place for people to either get ideas or give ideas for adult fun at the Disneyland Resort. A lot of people said this is great because it's. I, I had I had to laugh at um, one of the things they said was they didn't have to worry about do as I say, not as I do. Uh-huh. You know, so um, one of the main things people said is have all the desserts they want. Right. Um, which you know that a lot of times we hold back because we do have our children with us. Um, shopping was another one. People watching, sitting and relaxing, 
nice meals, how and the, I was about, earning. How about the tours? That's a good one. I don't think anybody said that. Especially like the the cult, cultivating the magic, because kids will definitely not enjoy that one. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> cultivating the magic would be a good one, and also walk in Walt's footsteps. Right. Because right. mm-hmm. if they don't, because that's a more expensive tour. Right. And you know you might not be able to afford it with your kids, but hey, if you're there by yourself, mm-hmm. do that one. Can you guys think of any other ideas that you would that you would say? A nightcap at the Carthay Circle Lounge or the Hearthstone yep. Lounge in the Grand Californian. I haven't done either one of those yet. <gasps> I know, right? Especially Just the even Carthay Circle Lounge. We have to add that to our list of things we, we want to do when we're all together. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the Carthay Circle Lounge is an excellent place to go to recharge your phone. Oh, jeez. Hey, man, you've seen it. They have, they have like six or seven plugs in the wall in both the uh, lobby area and the outer nice. seating area I- as well as inside the lounge by the bar. I don't know if Leah said it when when she was out when she and David came out with the kids. She and I were looking for all the plugs where we could plug in the phones. None of them worked in Toontown. All the all the ones that were like near benches in the planters outside. That would be we me. Look, was that you, Nancy? That that you was me. <laughs> that was me. Even I ones I had tried before didn't work. They have all like the little green boxes turned off now. Yep. If you get have seen the two of us run around, it was funny. Oh my gosh, I'm becoming the expert on where like all the electrical plugs are. Since since they put the the charging lockers, they turned off or put boxes around a lot of the outlets. Every Co- single ladies' room up. has a plug. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. There's also one like right inside the locker area that people sit down and charge there too. The first table um, that's kind of all by itself in the ice cream shop, in the ice cream parlor has one. Nice. They also have them outside on the poles at Whitewater Snacks. Oh, nice. By the picnic tables. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's one right. there too. Sorry if we digress. Adults. But <laughs> adults will hang out and talk and eat and stuff while they're charging their phones, and kids kids have no patience for that. Or sit sit and enjoy the music at Paradise Gardens. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, at uh, Tomorrow Glen Terrace. Uh, that's just too darn loud. Well, it depends. You like to dance? Swing dancing? So I was just thinking that, swing dancing. <laughs> You know, it's actually a lot of fun to sit there and watch those people swing dance. They get dressed up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! And it's I and they, there's so much joy in their dancing. I just love to watch them. So get grab a Dole Whip and watch the dancers. It's definitely a community too, and they're very welcoming. Yeah, new dancers. So if you like to swing dance, awesome. Cove Bar. Did anybody well, say the Cove Bar? No, the no. Cove Bar over at, by Ariel's Grotto in California Adventure. Or so the, go or to the this wine, Or the wine flights at Golden Vine. Yep. Now those are two places I've never been in. There you go. Cove Bar is really nice. They have these lobster nachos that are really, really good. Yep. They're more langostino than lobster. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. That's going to do it for this segment of the Disunplugged. I'm not even going to let her finish. Be sure to catch our other Disney segments this week. That was all I need to say. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. 